Today is Friday, and you've reached the Kelly Wendland Podcast. On today's podcast, we talk with Ron Kimlinger about quality delivery. Coming up next. And we are live with Mr. Ron Kimlinger. Ron, how are you this great Friday morning? Good, Kelly. How about you? Good. Where are you? Are you downstairs in the uh, in the war room at the Kimlinger compound, or what is that? Yeah, this is uh, kind of my home office down here. Are you looking out over the lake from there? I am. Yep. Beautiful sunny day. Uh, Wind looks like it's coming from the south a little bit. There's a few. It's a bass boat going by right now. Throwing some you, lines out by the dock. Will you get out this weekend? Will you get out for some fishing or swimming yeah. or anything? There's there's a big uh, Carl Oscar days this year, this uh, weekend in Lindstrom. So there's a bass, big bass. Frankie's puts on a big bass tournament. So uh, we probably I probably won't fish because it'll be pretty busy on the lake. But probably go up watch some of the festivities and stuff. Yeah. How's uh, how's Creighton Durham Hall's baseball? Do you do you keep in touch or do you do you watch? You know keep track of that team how are they in baseball are they uh you know do they play in the summers or how how were they last year how are they doing they they had a they had a real good season this past spring um they're kind of back on track now they got made a coaching change and uh i think they they lost to eastridge in the section final who eastridge then went on to uh win the state so it was kind of that sounded like that section had you know stillwater eastridge creating white bear some of the top teams in the state and uh, so they had, they had a good year, and I think I think they're back on track to uh, be back on top from a, one of the better teams in the state again. Why do you think Minnesota kicks out so many good baseball players? I mean, you don't have. I mean, there's right. People used to say, "Well, the, it's too short a you know summer, and so kids can't play ball." I mean, the Minnesota kicks out an amazing number of Division One and professional baseball players. So yeah. why? You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I remember. Back in college, when we I played, and we'd go down south for our spring trip, you know, and we'd face the it was our first, you know, first couple of games, and these teams would be, uh, you know, fifteen twenty games under their belt already. So I don't know. It's they do. There's been some real good players coming out of the uh, the Minnesota area uh, for quite some time too. So I'm not sure really why why that occurs because you're right, the season is so short. But uh, Winfield, Molitor, Joe Maurer. Dave Youngbauer, mm-hmm. all St. Paul guys, Eric Eric Gustafson Eric and Gust- Tom yeah. Newman, yeah. Ron Kimlinger. I mean, there's some heavy hitting names right. in the baseball <laughs> world. Who uh, the fi- this will be the final say on this? But did Tom Newman actually score against Creighton Durham Hall on that on that extra point back in 1992 or whatever it was? I I, I think Tom knows my answer on that one, so I, I'll probably just. Ron, you don't don't be neutral. Don't be neutral on us. <laughs> Good. So you know, I had an interesting conversation with an executive this week, um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you some more about it. Um, he and I were talking, and he said, "You know, something that it really bothers me is it feels like my different consulting groups." And he's with a very large organization. He said, "A, a lot of my consulting groups." 
they feel like they're here to build, but not to deliver a project. Mm-hmm. Do you agree, you know, that market-wide there is a perception that at least some consultants are not focused on delivery of a project and more focused on being billable? You know, that, that's a good question. I'm, I'm not too familiar with that perception, but I, but I think it is a bit unfair. I think in general, you know, consultants, uh, you really need to have individual quality delivery to stay in demand in the consulting industry. So I think a consultant who focuses primarily on billable hours without quality delivery just won't have a long-term career in consulting. So I, I do feel it's a little bit unfair, uh, at least locally here, uh, from from a consulting standpoint, because it is uh, the Twin Cities is, you know, really, it's Minnesota, so they you like to buy and work with people that you know. So having, you know, having a focus just on billing without the quality delivery, I, I just, from an individual consulting standpoint, I think uh, it's a short career if, if that's gets to focus from a consultant standpoint. Okay. You, you in a previous life were referred to as the big Q in a company and I was the little Q or was I the little Q? No. Who was big Q and who was little Q? I don't know. I think that was one of Kent and Jason Powell's. How do you make sure that, you know, at Logisolve there's a focus on delivery and that people, you know, people know mm-hmm. that's important. Well, and as you know, Callis, we worked together for several companies over a long period of time. You know, we kind of always kept our three-circle model, uh, the consultant, the client, and the, and the company. You know, from a client perspective, I think the best measure of quality delivery is, is how long have you serviced them and worked with the, the consultants or with the customers and clients. And, you know, for Lidasolve, our first customer is still one of our biggest customers. And, and most of our first customers we've been either working with or working for for them for the last 20 plus years. So I think from a client perspective, it's really about uh, that long-term relationship with it from a quality delivery. Um, and then it really comes from the consultant side. You know, our our consultants uh, are really are the face, client-facing drivers for our quality. Uh, we, we work to, we work hard to continue to retain, recruit, to attract the top consultants uh, because of our focus on quality delivery. And I think the, what separates us from a Logisol perspective is really our capability model, uh, particularly our capability leaders. Uh, most of them are well-known and respected in their disciplines and areas of expertise. And we ask a lot from our capability leaders. Uh, most of them are highly, highly utilized. So they're, they're, you know, they got a full-time job at the client site delivering the quality. And they're also responsible for a sizable business within their capabilities. So I think the uh, that three circle model with our capability leaders, uh, especially working cross capabilities. Uh, you know, we've got uh, uh, expertise in DevOps, like with Dave Lilliquist. If if somebody on a business transformation project needs that, uh, we've obviously Matt Coons is one of the top QA uh, uh, consultants in the Twin Cities. So anytime you know QA needs on a Dev Center or some custom uh, application development, uh, we've got that from a capacity standpoint. So. I think that cross collaboration within amongst our capability leaders and our consultants really helps us uh, and, and makes us really kind of unique in the industry because it uh, it gives us an advantage with our capability leaders in the marketplace. Do you do you think that people can be coached up to be focused on delivery and to make sure they're aware that the most important thing for Logisolve is 
delivery of that project. That's always at the very top of the, you know, importance list for us Mm -hmm. because of the rep, you know, the reputation that it builds, or do you think that it's primarily about the hiring? So it's on the front end, you make sure that you hire people that already have that built into them. Mm -hmm. Can they be coached up or not? I I think that's a good question, Cal. I I think, uh, I think it's kind of like, you, you know, you've, you've grown up playing sports. It's, it's, how can a player, how coachable is a player? And I think from the consultant side, it's the same thing. How coachable is a consultant? And I, I think we, you know, we do a really good job in our screening process. Uh, you know, we've got probably three or three to five different individuals talking to a consultant or a candidate before we make a, make a call to, to hire them. And part of that is, and I think from the capability leaders tech screen too, is our, is the individual coachable? Can, can we, uh, can they work with us to, you know, uh, sustain that high quality delivery. So I think it's, it's, it's down to the individual kind of like a, a player on a team. How coachable are they? I, uh, I do feel most consultants can be coached into that quality delivery, but there's some that can, they're just, and then if they're, if they're not, they're probably not good fits from a logistical perspective. What, what happens behind the scenes if there's a project going on at a customer, let's say the person's in, you know, in, in uh, testing QA, mm-hmm. the project they're on is not going well. Uh, how, how does a capability leader, how, how does Logisol behind the scenes try to help that customer, you know, get, get through that tough particular patch on a project? Yeah, that's, uh, I, I think our biggest asset is, um, with, especially with the capability leaders and our recruiters and actually everybody in our leadership team, reaching out to our consultants on a, on a frequent basis, uh, trying to be proactive so that if, you know, they get indication something's happening with the project that's, uh, that's maybe going a little sour, we're ahead of it rather than getting the, you know, getting like, you know, getting the uh, message from the client, hey, you know, such and such and so and so is not doing well with it. And then we kind of, you know, put the team together from a rescue mission standpoint. But I think being proactive with it, being upfront with it, and then uh, their projects are going to have ups and downs and some are going to fail. Um, and, and when they do get to that situation, I, I think we're really good at bringing the team together and doing everything possible to try to bring that project back on track. If that's bringing some subject matter expertise on a non-billable capacity to come in and help with it. Uh, we do that. And, uh, and I think that shows with, a you know, especially with our long-term clients, they know that and they realize that they're not just getting a consultant, they're getting a team uh, when they hire somebody. Yeah. I think that non-bill, you pointed out the non-billable part that, that will come in and, and bring in a senior people mm-hmm. that are non-billable to help get through that particular part of a project. So mm-hmm. I do think that's probably something that's noteworthy. Well, good. Well, Ron Kimlinger, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Kelly. For the rest of all of you out there, you are listening to the oh, Kelly Wendland podcast.
就是。